The last thing we were discussing that a bet keneset can have tumat negayin. I mean, there can be tsarat on the wall of a shul. And we asked, is there such thing? We have a brayta that says there's no such din of tsarat on the wall of a shul. And we gave three answers. Either it's Rabbi Meir who says that a shul can become tamer. Either it's Rabbanan who says it can't. Or you could say both right Rabbanan. And there's no contradiction. That it depends if there's a house there or not. If there's a house there, then it can be metamene gaim. If there's no house there, you cannot be metamene gaim. Or third answer is there's no house over there, but it depends. Is it a big city shul when they, we don't know who the owner is? It belongs to the entire shul, or it's a small village shul, and we can tell who the owner is, and therefore there is a dinagaim. And with that, we are starting Yud Bet Amud Aleph, first line in the middle where it says, "Vedichrachim en mitameh ben gaim." So you come to tell me a big city. It doesn't have a din of negaim. If there's a tzarat on the wall of the shul in the big city, there's not. It doesn't get tzarat. It says, actual pasuk is, The land that you're holding, which is your nahala, Your specific land gets a nega on the house. Yerushalayim doesn't get a nega because Yerushalayim, according to this Tana, was not split up to Shevet Binyamin or Yehuda. Rather, it was equal property. Every Shevet has a stake in Yerushalayim. And Amar Bihuda, Ani lo shamati. When I heard that there is no din of tzarat and on houses in Yerushalayim, elab mekom mikdash bilvadavka, the Beit Hamikdash part. David took money from all the Shevatim of Israel. They split the money together and they bought it from Gordon Aravna. Okay, so davka the Mikdash area. So it sounds like habatere knesiot ubatere midrashot mitam in bingaim ve'afal gav dichrachim mininu. It sounds like the batek knesiot, the batem midrashot, the mitamene gaim, even though they're public, and Yerushalayim is a public city. And Tosafot explains that it's not just a question from Rabbi on from Rabbi Yudah. It's a question also from Hachamim. So like my answer is, you have to say ema amar biyudah nilo shamati elam makom mekudash bilvade. Not Dafka the Mikdash area, the Beit Mikdash area, Ela any place that is holy, which includes Batek Nisil and Batek Midrashot, they don't get Negaim. So, what's the Mahalakit Rabbi Udan Rabbanan about Negaim in Yushalayim? Tanakama Savar, Yushalayim Lonit Hakal Shvatim, Yushalayim was not split up to Shvatim, it belongs to the public. Rabbi Udan Savar, Yushalayim Hakal Shvatim, Rabbi Udan held, it was split up between Shevet Yudan and Binyamin. Ubi Bukta Dehanetanae. And it's the same mahlukat as the following brayta. Ma detanya ma haya bechalkosh yehuda. What was in Shevet Yehuda section of the Beit Hamikdash? Har habayit, entire har habayit, haleshachot veazarot. As you're entering har habayit from the eastern side, all the chambers and all the yards, everything it belongs to Shevet Yehuda. Umaya bechalkosh shel binyamin. What was Binyamin's area? The ulam, the hechal, the actual Beit Hamikdash with the lobby, the hechal, the kodesh, or Beit Kodesh Kodashim. That was all in the west. Now, Urtsua, there was about an ama, a strip of an ama, that was going out from Yehuda, and going into Binyamin's area. And that's exactly the area where the the Mizbech was. And Binyamin Tzadik, who saw Tzadik, was crying about this already from when he was still alive. 
and he wanted to, he was trying to push to get that extra piece. He was uh, he was bothered by it all day. That's why Binyamin was zochet to be the host for Akadosh Baruch Hu. The Aaron was in his in his chelik. The Kodesh Hakodeshim was in Binyamin's chelik. Shneimar uben ketefav shachem. Now the high Tana, our Tana, Saber Shem Lonit Halkal Shvatim. Our Tana held that Yerushalayim was not split up to the Shvatim. It belongs to everyone. The Tanya and Maskerin Batim Yerushalayim. The owners of homes in Yerushalayim cannot rent out houses. They not, cannot rent out hotel rooms to people coming up to Yerushalayim. It's, it doesn't belong to them. It belongs to the entire Israel. The land that you are renting belongs to everyone. You can't even rent the bed because the space the bed is on, it belongs to, it could very well belong to, to the person sleeping on it. You can't rent it. You can't make him pay for it. Orot Kodashim. A person gives uh Shalme Hagiga, Shalamim, Korban Simha, Hagiga, all these different things where you where the owner is able to get uh, some uh, the the leather back, the the skin back. Baale Ushpizhnin Notnin Otan Bizroa. The hosts of the people uh, that they that are sleeping by him, they can take that by force. Now you see the same mahlokat over here. The first Anna said that Binyamin was crying about means it was a split between Binyamin and Yehuda. And the second Tana, Rabbi Lazarus Adok, holds it belongs to the public. Amar Abaye, Shmami, now would you understand from Rabbi Lazarus Adok, Orah Ara'ah le Mishbak inish gulfa u mashchal le ushpize. Derech Eretz, the right way is to leave empty vessels or leather when you do shhita to the host. Now, Vidikfarim mi metame bin Ga'im. Okay, regular village. Does their shul really become Tameh bin Ga'im? Does it really get sad? We learned by it, by the Vaitali, the Gaben Ga'im, La Huza. The Pasuk says, Kitavol Eretz, again, Anashani, not in the Chema Huza. It has to belong to someone. It has, they have to capture itself. If they captured itself and they didn't split the Shvatim, or they split up the areas to Shvatim, but not to each family. They split it to families. And not everyone knows their property. They're still mixed up, or they're still yelling about stuff. How do I know that there's no negayet? The house has to be specifically yours. We're coming to exclude the houses that are not specifically theirs. Meaning, the shul, for example, it doesn't belong to anyone specific, and therefore it can't become tamen by, by tzarat. So, and says, We have to say, like we said originally, that we're talking about does the shul have a an apartment for the shamash or not, and that would be the difference if it gets tzarat or not. Now, going back to the Mishnah, we said we set up a different Kohen, Umatkinin lo Kohen Acher, just in case the first Kohen gets a Psul, we have a backup there. The Gemara says, Pshita ira bo Psul kodim tamichel shahar, mehanchin oto betamichel shahar. If the, the original Kohen became Tameh or something before Tamichel Shahar, then the new Kohen gets inaugurated. This first Avodah will be Tamichel Shahar. Okay, that's, that's normal. 
If the original Kohen became, let's say, Tamer, some sort of psul after Tamit Shal Shahar, how does the new Kohen be inaugurated? Usually you have to do some sort of service. Now, the Korban Tamit Shal Shahar, anything that he does outside is he wears the, the eight clothing of the Kohen Gadol with the hat and the Hoshan, etc. But once he walks in, once that Korban Tamit Shal Shahar was done, now he starts wearing regular white clothes. He looks like every other Kohen. So Amar Avnet, he wears a different type of belt and people know that he is the Kohen Gadol. Okay, okay, that works, that if you say that the, the belt that the Kohen Gadol wears the entire year is the same uh, belt that the Kohen Hediot uh, wears, and Yom Kippur we just wear something different, okay, that works. But if we're saying the entire year they're not wearing the same one and only on Kippur they're wearing the same one, now my Ikalimar, how are people going to know he's the Kohen Gadol? What, how's he going to get inaugurated? So the Gemara explains, Amar he puts on all eight clothing of the Kohen Gadol, he goes up the ramp onto the Mizbeach, takes a fork, flips the meat, makes it work faster. If a Zar, someone who's not a Kohen, uh, flip the meat with a fork, hayav mita, because you're ma- it's like as if you did the avodah, even though it's on the fire, it's burning, since you're making it burn faster, uh, you're doing avodah, same thing, so this uh, new kohen will come in, eat the clothing, open the mizbeah, flip the meat, and then go back down, take everything off, and uh, go work regular uh, Yom Kippur avodah, and people know that's the new kohen, the Rav Papa, Rav Papa explains differently, the fact that he's working on Yom Kippur, people can see that itself, is Mechanechem, and the Rambam is Posek like that. Now, Milotanyan, he brings a proof. We don't have a bright tie. It says, Kola Kelim Sha'asa Moshe Meshichatan Mekadeshtan. All the Kelim that Moshe made for the Mishkan. Once you put the oil on them, they're Kadosh, Mikan Va'elach, from here and out. There's no oil to put on it. Rather, Avodatan Mechanechatan, the fact that you work with this Keli makes it Kadosh. Achanami Avodato Mechanechatan. You have to say the same thing with the Kohen Gadol. He starts working, does the, the Kohen Gadol work? We know he's the Kohen Gadol. The belt Kohen, regular Kohen wears they had a machloket. Once that it had kilayim, woolen linen, and it was only made of linen. And it makes sense that Rabbi Huda Amar shall kilayim. The Rabbi Zon who said that it was made of kilayim, woolen linen, the Tanya. And Ben Kohen Gadol the Kohen Hediot Ela Avnet the very Rabbi holds the only difference between Kohen Gadol and Kohen Hediot is the belt. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon Omer Aflo Avnet No, there's no difference. The belts were the same. Now Emat, when's their machloket? In Emat Bishariyot Ashanaf they're talking about Kohen Gadol during the rest of the year. Tuvaika, there's a lot of differences. Kohen Gadol Meshemesh Bishmona Vehediot Berabaa Kohen Gadol uses eight clothing. Kohen regular Kohen four. Are we talking about Yom Kippur? And of and Yom Kippur, a bee said that there's a difference between the belt of a Kohen Gadol and a regular uh, Kohen Amrelo. No, you, the Gemara says you can't prove from there. You could be very well saying that we're talking about the difference between a Kohen Gadol and a Kohen Idiot is talking about the rest of the year. And when you're saying, oh, there's a lot of differences, eight, four, no, we're talking about our Brayta is discussing the things that are the same. The four clothings that, that are the same, we're talking about that the Avnet was, that if there was a difference or not over there.
And you can very well say that Rabbi could be talking about uh, Kilayim or not Kilayim. There's no, uh, you can't figure out what's the answer. The belt that a Kohen Gadol wore on Yom Kippur, Divrei Kol Shel Boots. Everyone will agree that it's made of linen. The rest of the year, Divrei Kol Shel Kilayim, it was made of wool and linen. The Mahloket is the belt of a regular Kohen. During the year, the Yom Kippur, Sherebi Omer Shel Kilayim. Rabbi is the one who said it has, it's made of Kilayim. Says it's made of linen. So you see that Rabbi is the one who specifically says that the belt of a Kohen Hediot is made of Kilain. We also have a Braita that says Rabbi is the one who said that the belt of a Kohen Hediot is made of Kilain because by Trumat Tadesh and put, uh, fixing the ashes on the Mizbeah says, uh, the Pasuk says, Yilbash al Besaro. The actual pasuk is Vilabasha Kohen Midobad, Umichnesebad, Yilbash Albesaro, he wears all on his clothing. So it says Albesaro, Matamud Lomar Yilbash. What does that mean he has to wear? How, how else he gets there? And you have to wear your hat, you have to wear your belt when you come to do Terumat Adeshin. And when it says Vilabasha Kohen Midobad, Umichnesebad, you could have said that that's all you have to wear for Terumat Adeshin. That's why the pasuk said Yilbash. You have to wear all four clothing, even the mitznefet, abnet, everything. That's the very biuda. Rabbi Dosaomer lehavi bigde kohen gadol beyom kipurim shen kshirim the kohen idiot. Rabbi Dosa explains that the four clothing, the white clothing that kohen gadol did is avodah in bet hamikdash. Another kohen could wear it sometime, other time in the year. The pasuk says ufashat bigde bad asher lavash bevoel akodesh that the kohen takes off his white clothing that he worked in the kodesh kodeshim veini ham sham and the zeman daman the gemara that you have to put it in genizana one could use it again. Rabbi Dosa comes say you could use it. Rabbi Omer shetet shuvah b'davar. I have two problems on Rabbi Dosa. Hada number one the avnetoshel kohen gadol beyom kipurim the belt of the kohen gadol weighs on yom kipur lozel avnetoshel kohen adiot. It's not the same belt as the kohen gadol. The kohen gadol wears linen and the regular kohen wears kilaim. Number two, that we wore for a strict holiness we're going to use for a lower level of Kedusha. What do you understand with the word Yilbash? You're allowed to do the Avodah of Trumat Adeshen with worn out clothing as long as there's no rips. The bottom line is you see from Rabbi that the belt that the Kohen Hediot wore was made of Kilayim. So again, the word Yilbash is a three-way machloket. You have Rabbi Yehudah who says you have to wear all four clothing when you're coming to do Trumat Adeshen. You have Dat Rabbi Dosa where you could use a Kohen Gadol's clothing, the one he did in the Bet HaMikdash, another Kohen could wear it. And you have Rabbi that you have to put them in Geniza. Now, the Azda Rabbi Dosa Le'ta'ameh, Rabbi Dosa goes with his reason. Le'tanya ve'ni hamsha melamet she'ta'onin Geniza. Tanakama says it needs geniza. I mean, after the Kohen Gadol wear, uh, uses his clothing, does the avodah inside, puts in geniza. Rabbi Dosa Omer, Yom Kippur. I just don't use the next uh, Yom Kippur, but another Kohen Hediot could wear it. Tanur Abanan. Pesul Let's say the Kohen Gadol became Pasul, they put someone else. Rishon Sheni The first one goes back. A couple of days later, when he's at Tahor completely, he goes back to being regular Kohen Gadol. The second one, 
has all the rules of a Kohen Gadol. He, he, he now let have long hair. He cannot uh, do Kiri'ah when someone dies. He cannot be Tamet uh, Met. He has to be careful not to marry an Almana. He's a higher level Kohen. A regular Kohen could marry an Almana. Kohen Gadol can't. And he could even wear the eight clothing. That's the very Bimeir. Omer, Rishon, Hosea, Lavadato. The first Kohen Gadol goes back to his original job. Sheni, Enora, Uilolo, Kohen Gadol, Velolo, Kohen Hediot. He is a Kohen Gadol Emeritus. He's somewhere in the middle. Can't do regular Kohen Hediot work. Can't do Kohen Gadol work. And Amar, Biyosi, Maaseh, Biyosef, Ben Elem, Bitsipori. There was a story with Yosef ben Elam in Tzipori, She'erav Psul Kohen Gadol. There was a Psul in the Kohen Gadol, Uminu Tachtov, and they put Yosef ben Elam instead of Amur HaChamim, Rishon Chozel Avodatom. The first Kohen Gadol goes back, and the Sheni, which was Yosef ben Elam, Enora Ui Lolo Kohen Gadol, Velolo Kohen Hediot. He can't be either. Kohen Hediot Bishum Eva. Kohen Gadol, he can't be, because listen, there was the first Kohen Gadol, we don't want to make him jealous. Okay. Because we go up in Kedusha, not lower. And Amar Abba Bar Bar Hana, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Halacha Kerebi Yosi, that he doesn't do work at all. Modere Rabbi Yosi, Sheim Avad, Ve'avad, Avodatok Shera. Rabbi Yosi agrees that if he did do Avodah, he was wearing the eight clothing, his Avodah is Keshera, because technically he is a Kohen Gadol, just because of Gzrad Rabbanan, he doesn't. And Tosafot said, why do you have to be posek halacha for something that is not in effect today? There's no bet amigdash today. What do you mean halacha? So Tosafot explains beautifully that even today, if someone has some sort of position, and let's say he was sick or something like that, and we need to put in a substitute, and then the first one felt better, the first one gets his job back, the second one has a certain uh, respect, honor, which he still deserves. And the Ramban is upset about the whole question Tosfot starts with. What do you mean? Why are we passing halacha? Otherwise, don't learn the entire Seder Kodashim. Uh, obviously, we have to be posek. Amar Vuda Marav, halacha kerebi yossi, that he does not work. Umodei rebi yossi, she'im met rishon, if the first Kohen Gadol dies, she'chozei la'avodato, that we bring back the substitute Kohen Gadol, even though it was a few Yom Kippur's ago. That original substitute uh, Kohen Gadol is, will now be the Kohen Gadol. Tosfot Rosh argues, uh, he says, no, we could still find another Kohen Gadol if the new Kohen Gadol is better. Now the Gemara asks Pshita, well, of course uh, he should be able to get his, the substitute should become the new Kohen Gadol, or he should get his job back, because the only reason he, he couldn't continue is because the first Kohen Gadol would uh, be jealous, would hate him. So the Gemara explains, mehayim. You would think that the second Kohen Gadol would want the first Kohen Gadol to die, and it's like rivals during lifetime. Therefore, we're going to be posel you forever from ever being a Kohen Gadol. So this way, you won't want the Kohen Gadol to die. Amash Malan, that Kohanim Gadolim will not uh, do that to each other, and therefore, if the first one dies, the second one will get his job back. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.